in Seattle, Seattle. You need to buy yourself a home. We'll be right there for you. Because we're the realtors that you can trust. So go to RodandDonsitDown.com. Don't go anywhere unless you want to. It's the Ron and Don Show, starring Ron and Don, and sometimes me, at ronanddon.com. Hey, you guys, what's going on? Welcome to episode 684 now of the Ron and Don Show, and we are live in the Les Schwab Studios. What is up, Ron and Don Nation? Hey, coming up on the Ron and Don Show is tipping reached a tipping point. Uh, some new coaching in the New Yorker about what we're supposed to do uh, when they swing that iPad around on you. And how did all this stuff start anyway? We've talked about this a number of times. I know Ron has some pretty strong feelings about this. Also, she's going to school. She has an OnlyFans decal, a mom, on the back of her car, and her kids end up getting expelled. What did she think was going to happen? Yeah, and I think, uh, I think there's a... I think there's some other reasoning behind uh, uh, what she did. Before we get to that, though, let's get to this. Uh, we're, I, I can tell by my Airbnbs getting booked right now that people are preparing uh, for lots of weddings. In fact, we're seeing more weddings uh, during COVID. A lot of people postponed weddings or they got married. This is really interesting. People got married, and now they're having the ceremony a year or two years later. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Anyway, uh, Ron? You read an article that talked about, well, uh, if you're never going to be the bride and you're always going to be the bridesmaid, uh, why not make some coinage on this? Right? I found this story to be absolutely fascinating. If you've ever been, in, I haven't been in a ton of weddings, but when you are in a wedding, especially one, I'm actually going to a wedding that's in Mexico coming up. Uh, and I, this is my first time that I've been to uh, one of these destination weddings. So it, it can be expensive. It can be a thing where if you um, have a big wedding party, maybe one side has less friends than the other side. So I found this story of a woman named Jen Glantz, uh, and she turned this into um, a cottage industry. So let me give you a little background. Jen was uh, in her 20s. She lived in New York, and she was uh, very popular with her friend group. And so she'd been in like five or six weddings in a year. We, we had a friend when we worked at Cairo that was like this jessamine uh, that was in, I think, seven weddings in a year. We actually did a story on her with Rachel Bell on our show. And so Jen was, she started, she was having a bottle of wine one night, and she's single at the time. And she starts doing the math on how many dresses she had to buy, how many um, bachelorette parties she went to and what those cost, the different shoes, the travel expenses, etc. And she's like, man, this is costing me a lot of money to be a bridesmaid. And then a request came in with someone that she didn't feel like was in the bridesmaid's tier. And so she finished her <laughs> bottle of wine. She said she was feeling a little tipsy. And she had an idea. So she went out on Craigslist. This is uh, years ago. She went out on Craigslist and she basically wrote a job post on there that said, I will be your professional bridesmaid. And she's got like the girl next door kind of look. She's not like so overwhelmingly attractive that she'll upstage the, uh, the, the bride, but she's, you know, looks good in a dress, et cetera, et cetera. 
So she writes this really witty post on the New York Craigslist about the services that she'll offer. Everything from like wrangling the other bridesmaids into getting their dress on time and all the way up to she'll do the the speech for you if you don't have a good speech person. <laughs> Even though she doesn't know you, uh, she memorizes all like your child. Like if, if the backstory is that you guys went to grade school together, she'll memorize the grade school you went to, memorize your homeroom teacher. Like, so she'll take on a fake name if you need to. Wow. She does this whole thing. She even make a fake a Facebook profile if the, if the situation arises. And so she did it kind of tongue in cheek where she was like, okay, look, this is funny. Uh, you know, I was drinking some wine. The next morning she wakes up, she has hundreds of emails. Uh, and this thing starts to snowball. One of the local, um, news outlets picks it up and comes and does a story on her. And so she decides that she's going to do it. So she takes her first job and she charged $2,500 to be the bridesmaid and the, and, and the, and the bride would have to um, provide the dress and the shoes and the travel expenses. And so she ends up taking this gig and it goes really well. Like she goes in there and the, the, it was a situation where the groom had like five people and the bride only had four people that she considered to be worthy of the bridal party. So they throw her in there as the fifth. And, um, she starts to ratchet this up as a side gig. So she's working her day job on the weekends. She's flying up and down the Eastern seaboard being a, a professional bridesmaid. And she, she is wrangling parents. She's giving speeches. She said one of her main job responsibility is to get the dances started. So when the DJ starts playing YMCA out there and no one's dancing, she grabs somebody uh, out of the audience and starts to kicks the dancing off. So she has all these. She's really good at the party. So uh, she ends up missing a flight home. She misses a, a Monday uh, to go back to work, her boss calls her in there and ends up firing her from her job. So she turns this into a professional career. So now flash forward, um, I think it's eight or 10 years. She's now married. Uh, they have a kid together. She's turned this into, I think she makes between, she said she makes between 150 dollars and $250,000 a year. Wow. She only works on the weekends, one or two days a week. And um, she can now charge for some weddings over $5,000 for the wedding. Like if she has to write the speech, give the speech, she has an AI assistant that will write a speech about somebody, um, but she will travel up and down. She makes five to $6,000 uh, per trip and people absolutely love her. She's like great with parents. She's great with the in-laws. She knows how to get the party started. She gives a great speech. Um, she uh, pretends to be your childhood friend. And um, I just thought it was an ingenious way uh, to, to go ahead and forge a new path. Um, when's the last time you were asked to be in a wedding? Officiate a wedding, sing in a wedding? Nobody asks me to officiate weddings anymore. They just ask me to officiate funerals. We will see you on those. <laughs> That's true. No, it's true. Hey, you guys, spring is about to sprung. No, the spring sprung? Did it spring? Sprang did? Anyway, guess what? The Founder's Day sale 
is going on at Les Schwab now through March 2nd. That means spring is right around the corner. Days are getting longer. You're going to be traveling, and that's why you should stop by the Founders Day Sale Celebration. Right? Yeah, right now you can save up to $150 when you buy a set of four select tires. If you've been slip sliding around or maybe you got studs on your tires, you need to get those off. Go to Les Schwab right now during the Founders Day Sale. They've been in our community for 70 years, a business you can trust. They've always been doing the right thing. That's why Don and I have partnered with them for over 10 years here on the Ron and Don Show. Go to the Founders Celebration Sale right now at your local Les Schwab. Save up to 150 bucks when you buy a set of four select tires. Les Schwab have been doing the right thing since 1952. Hey, it's Ron here for Ron and Don Real Estate. Love those guys. So listen, I, I was out to lunch yesterday. A friend of mine's like, hey, when, when the, everything crashes, I want to buy a house on the water up on the islands. And I looked at him and I said, Danny... The market is not crashing. He goes, okay, well, when interest rates go back down to 2%, I want to buy that cabin. I said, Danny, this is the, this, the market is stabilized. Interest rates have pretty much stabilized. This is the market we have. So if you've been waiting on the sidelines going, as soon as things crash, as soon as prices comes down, as soon as we get back to the old interest rates, that is not going to happen in 2024. This is the market we have. And if you are ready to make a move, whether you need to sell or whether you want to buy in the Pacific Northwest, in fact, the entire state of Washington, Don and I are your team. So whether you're doing it or your friend or family, refer us to them and let's get a game plan to Together. We call it a Ron and Don sit down. You can call me directly. You can email me, ron at ronanddon.com, or you can go to ronanddonsitdown.com. Set up that sit down. Let's put a game plan together. This is the market we're in this year. It's stabilizing and it's going to start to heat up. So let's get a game plan together. Ronanddonsitdown.com. All right, uh, welcome back to the Ron and Don Show. Again, if you need us, just reach out, ronanddonsitdown.com, and we can talk about your real estate journey today, buying, selling, investing. We're here for you. And, and remember, we sell the sound. So if you're listening to us on the east side, somewhere in Seattle, up north, south, we can help you. Ron and I get personally, very personally involved in your real estate journey. We're doing sit-downs all over virtually, and then we'll come visit your property. If you're on the buyer side, we'll figure out what kind of leverage you have, how we can throw the checkbook at them, and secure a property for you, because it is going gangbusters out there right now. It really is. So if you need us, or if you have a friend or family member that needs us, run it on sitdown.com. And we appreciate you uh, telling your friends and family members about us. Tipping. I don't know about you, but I started tipping a lot more during the pandemic. Remember? And when the, we, we really felt like People that were delivering stuff to, to us were putting their lives on the line, which they were, right? And so uh, we would make sure that we had snack stations at our house because we had time to make snack stations. And we also thought, wow, we're eating way too many snacks. I need to share these snacks with someone. But you couldn't share them with anyone because you weren't allowed to see anyone because we're in the middle of COVID. So you leave them out for the delivery drivers. And your delivery drivers started the year at 180 pounds, ended it at 260 pounds called Snacks. <laughs> that we were sharing with our delivery drivers. 
But it, it was the same way when, when someone would stop by and deliver some, some Uber Eats, for instance, you didn't mind that you were paying them. You were amazed that this restaurant was open. You were very appreciative uh, for uh, all the brick and mortar stores out there that were still working on our behalf. And so, you, and so we were tipping and tipping and tipping and tipping. We were. We, we were, we were tipping because we were so appreciative that all these people were serving us. And then all of a sudden what happened is, is during, during that, even some of the industries that normally wouldn't ask for a tip started asking for tips, right? Seemed like everybody was asking for a tip everywhere that you went. And, 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 and now there's kind of been this revolt uh, a little bit in our society. I, I counted up all the tipping that I had done just yesterday because I knew we were talking about this today. Uh, in between... Um, Going out to eat and going to a coffee shop and some of the other things I did yesterday, I I I, I put up forty one dollars just in tips yesterday. Wow, that's a lot of tipping. Well, it, it, yeah, and and I don't know that I can afford forty one dollars in, in in tipping every day. So what are you supposed to do? Because now what happens? And I noticed this in the coffee shop yesterday where I went. And I don't, I don't get coffee out a lot because it's so expensive. It's, it's like $9 now for a cup of coffee. And then if you get some egg white bites, you're up to 14 or 15. And then you got a tip on top of that. So maybe you're up to 17. Can't, can't afford doing that. So I make my egg white bites at home, typically grab a coffee at home. If I get an afternoon coffee, then, then maybe I'll splurge and I'll, I'll go out and get one. Plus, I want to support the brick and mortar. But, but they did this where they swing the, the – and, and I, I said, okay – when they, I read this article in the New Yorker. When they swing it around, and they're asking for a tip, and they already fill in the tip amount for you, uh, I am going to do what the New Yorker said, and I am just going to go ahead and use my card, sign my name, and I'm just going to ignore the tip line. Act like it's not even there. How did that feel? I couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I did instead, like on a, like on a cup of coffee, I think a dollar should be enough. I, that's what I, my they're, number they're, is. They, they were asking a dollar. for, they were, they, they had, they had written in $3 already for me. And I'm like, I don't think I, I, I'm, I'm going to go back and give a dollar. So I gave, I gave a dollar and I used to feel pretty good about giving a dollar but they were asking for $3. So I still walked out feeling a little psychologically defeated that I didn't give the $3. But you can't give $3 on a cup of coffee. And especially when the coffee is $3. It's 100% tip. <laughs> I, I think. The, Wait, where are you getting a $3 cup of coffee? Yeah, really. I can't find that anywhere. Um, so I, I totally agree with you. I've started this once we started talking about it. When the iPad gets swung around. Um, I will say choose custom tip and put the number in that I think is deserved. Um, it was interesting. I was actually talking to my checkout guy at my bagger at Trader Joe's yesterday. And it was like, remember when you used to be able to pay for stuff with cash? He's like, oh my God. Yeah. Like you can't even, a lot of these places won't even allow you to use us currency to pay for things. And I think it made it more real when you had to physically take a dollar bill oh. out of your wallet and put it in that jar. It made it more 
more real to you. And I think it made it more real to them when everything's just a number on a screen. In some ways it feels like a, a video game. Cause they don't, they, they don't want to make change. It's a pain in the ass to do that. It's a pain in the ass to make deposits. It's also a pain in the ass to get robbed. A lot of these small businesses get robbed and like, yeah, we, 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 we can't leave money in the till anymore. We can't have money on site. You see all these guys going out. Cause I guess the Kia is the car to steal. It's easy to steal. Uh, there are pot shops all over that carry cash typically, and they go out, they steal a Kia. These guys the other night stole three Kias, and they drove it through the store. They've been driving into the store for the past three months. This is the fourth time. And then they go in there, and these guys must be really high because they go in there, and you watch them on the videotape. They grab all the pot that they can sell. I'll tell you what, they're not leaving a tip either, these guys no, that no are tip breaking into these pot stores. So it, 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 the New Yorker is saying, just look away. And pretend like it's not there and just ignore them. Uh, and I, 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 I tried doing it and I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't the, do it. The tip creep is driving me crazy. If I walk up, like, like there's a sandwich shop up the street from my house. Um, if I walk up and they make me a sandwich and I'm paying $14 for a sandwich, like this isn't a $5 sandwich anymore. That is not a tippable service. It's not. Okay. You literally are a sandwich shop. You have done nothing extra. Then make the thing that your business makes. Yeah. And so, and, and you handed it to me and then you took my money. That is not a typical activity <laughs> in my opinion. My dry cleaner. Good for you. My dry cleaner. I'm paying you to press my shirt. Yeah. That is your job. Yeah. You didn't do anything extra. <laughs> That deserves a tip. Yeah. So like these tip creep situations, you're a trainer at the gym. If you are a trainer, I'm paying you to be a trainer. There's no tip on top of that. Mm. Maybe there's a Christmas present or something at the end of the year, yeah. but you are not in a tipping industry. So if you're a bartender, if you are a barista, if you are a server, those traditionally have been tipping industries. Why? Because they had a low hourly wage. Mm. The, the, the state of Washington set it up where they could pay below minimum wage and part of your compensation package was tipping. A lot of places like Starbucks now, they're up to minimum wage. So you're getting the minimum wage. And then on top of that is the tip. So I think we should just step into this and be bold. And except I actually went to out to a very nice restaurant uh, when my, my buddy was in town for the Super Bowl party. And the tip was built in. And in that instance, I was like, okay, that, I, I kind of liked it. It was like, all right, this is it's a fixed cost. But then they asked you for a tip on top no, of they that. No, they didn't. Oh, they didn't. A lot of this, people do. They're like, you can tip on top of this. Right. If this like. place was like, nope, we, we charge fair prices. Um, everybody in here is getting paid well. Um, this is your tip of Molly month. Moon's ice cream is like that. And we, we know Molly. We've interviewed her before. She helps people go to college. She pays them very well. They make all their money in about three, three and a half months during the summer. And then the rest of the year, they just kind of hang on. But we, if you go in there, though, and you try to leave a tip at Molly Moon's, even when they spin the iPad around for you to sign, they will not take a tip. Uh my son went in the other day. I dropped him off, and he went with his buddy Oliver, and they came back out. And I'm like, hey, where's the rest of my 20s? He's like, well, we left a tip. And I thought he's lying to me because I'm like, well, I, and I said, well, Molly Moons doesn't take a tip. He said, yeah, well, I made him take it. I said, you did? And he goes, yeah. He said he'd just put it in his, uh, he said he'd just give it to an animal shelter because they don't take tips. And I'm like, hmm. I guess I just gave. 
five bucks to an animal shelter. They got two ice creams at Molly Moon for under $20. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. One final story on the other side. Don here with Mitch Weeks. You know him as Mitch.loans. Mitch, let's be honest, interest rates have been higher than they have been for the past couple years, but we're still seeing inventory. We're still seeing sales. What is happening right now? If I just want to be a standard every day, I want to buy a house. Maybe it's my first house. Well, if it's your first house, there's still a lot of great products for first-time homebuyers. You can put as little as 3% down. Often, with a little more negotiating now, you can also get a seller to buy down some of those costs that have come with being a first-time homebuyer. And it's a great time to buy. Honestly, rent is 100%, as we've talked about. You're giving all your money to the landlord. Even if you're paying 8%, that is 92% better than what you're paying with rent. <laughs> it is. So uh, Mitch can help you out if you're a first-time buyer. Uh, you can go ahead and just go to Mitch.loans, talk to him, figure out if you qualify for one of these programs, and then start your real estate journey. You're not going to regret looking back in five or ten years and going, wow, I could have bought in 2023. Why didn't I do that? So stop waiting. Get in the game. Go to Mitch.loans. All right, you guys. Welcome back to, to the final segment. Again, if you need us, just reach out. We're on a done sitdown.com. This always cracks me up when OnlyFans first came out, and I don't have to explain what OnlyFans is to all you adults out there. Uh, you, you would you would hear about, like, I remember reading about this couple, and they were down in Texas, and she was a teacher, and the kids found out that mom and dad were, and they had three kids, and the next thing you know, she's fired from being a teacher, kids are expelled from school, and, then, and now all of a sudden, she's making a million dollars a month as a result of this story getting out. And so anytime I see a story now that involves teachers in school and only fans, I feel like I know what's up. Here's this mom. I'm not going to tell you her name because I don't uh, I'm not going to give her free publicity. She takes her only fans handle and she puts it on a sticker on the back of her car. And starts driving her kids to school and dropping her kids off. When the kids clearly could have gotten on a bus and gone to school, but instead mom is driving the kids to school. And we need to say this is a private Christian academy. Yeah. So anyway, uh, you can see mom's handle on the back of the car. All of a sudden, guess what happens? Ron, guess what happens to the kids at this private Christian academy? Well, a parent, this is the story that's in the news. A fellow parent sees the sticker complains to the school and so based on that one official complaint that the uh, woman was put on notice and then they ended up uh, expelling the kids and banning her from being able to drive onto the christian academy parking lot yeah so the kids are now expelled and mom is now making a million dollars a month as a result of this story being out in public so but hold standby I was thinking about this story. Oh, boy. I bet you were. And You were researching this story. No, I wasn't, I wasn't researching it in Just that like way. Just like the dude who saw the sticker who was researching the story as well. Go ahead. So here's the, the thing that I think about. If, if I am a Christian academy, if I really believe uh, in the teachings of Jesus Christ, 
why would you ever expel those kids? So uh, for a couple of reasons. Number one, if you really believe that what she's doing is immoral and that uh, these kids are growing up in a house uh, where mom is going to hell and you have them in your Christian academy, don't you want to keep them in your Christian academy and be able to teach them of what you believe is right? Then the second thing is, if I'm a follower of the philosophy of Jesus, I have someone that's a sinner that's electing to be near me. That wants to attend this school. Don't I want her to be as close as possible to the community so that we can eventually, uh, you know, show her the way, so to speak? So I, I don't get the knee-jerk reaction that, oh, I disagree with the, the fact that you're making videos online that are adult in nature. So therefore, we're going to ostracize you from the Christian school. That part of evangelical Christianity I think is, is just broken in America. Yeah. And now as a result of the brokenness, she's making a million dollars a month. <laughs> People crack me up and believe me, everyone that, that is watching her videos are all from that Christian Academy. <laughs> yeah. Let's look at all the other bumper stickers that are coming oh, in out of that parking boy. lot. Yeah. Hey, you guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Ron and Dawn Show. We really appreciate you. If you'd like to see the way uh, that we prepare a home and bring it to market, check out an EdmondsKindOfDay.com. Uh, at this point, I don't know if we've sold that house yet or not, but it's a house that we just brought on in Edmonds, Washington. We had a sit-down about a year ago, and I think you'll love the way that we work to bring a house to market. And in fact, when we brought the house on, the first thing we did on Thursday morning, we immediately started having calls, showings, bookings, sending out inspections. And our seller said, is this typical? And I have to say, when Ron and I are on the selling side, it is. We always get this kind of action because we work very hard to bring a house to market. And we don't bring it to market uh, pretending that the house is worth something that it's not. There are realtors out there that'll tell you, hey, your house is worth $2 because you think it's worth $2 because Zillow said it's worth $2 million to get the deal, and guess what? It's not. Maybe it's worth $2.2 million, or maybe it's worth one nine. Anyway, that's what we work out when we bring a house to market, and really, uh, I don't know if there's a lot of other realtors out there that create websites that go door-to-door, uh, that mail the complete neighborhood that have a big Friday night showing where you invite 150 neighbors to come. Uh, a lot of realtors will have other younger realtors come in and sit in on their open houses. That's an opportunity for us to sell your house. So Ron and I are there Friday. We're there Saturday. We're there Sunday. We're part of the negotiation. We're part of bringing your home to market. And we make sure we don't leave a dollar or dime on the table because we know that that is your piggy bank. That is your future. And we want you to get every dollar out of it so you can be blessed as a result of that and have a great life. All right. So check out that website and Edmonds kind of day.com watch the video that Ron stars and he's in the hot tub at the end I think it's really cool and the pictures are spectacular all right hey if you need us just reach out run it on sit yeah you can email me directly ron at ron and don.com or like don said that website is super easy ron and don sit down.com yeah there we go boom another showing huh interesting 
All right, you guys, head up, shoulders back. Thanks for hitting subscribe. Thanks for letting us be your friends, your realtors, and your broadcast partners. We really appreciate that. Thanks for supporting Les Schwab right now. Their Founder's Day celebration is going on right now. And if you need a loan, check out Mitch.loans. Mitch.loans. He's our guy. Just uh, We just closed a house up on uh, Queen Anne, a condo on Queen Anne. Nice. Mitch. Yeah, so good job, right. Mitch. If you need us, Ron and Don, sit down.com. We are here for you. All right, head up, shoulders back, as I said. And you've been listening to the Ron and Don Show. Oh! On the Ron and Don Radio Network. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back. And keep blowing that trumpet. And we'll see you next time. Only. 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 On the Ron and Don Radio Network. Only.